Weird Realities explores the paranormal, preternatural, and supernatural worlds that surround us. Here we delve into those topics that challenge us to think outside the limitations of realism, where we test the boundaries of imagination and are forced to think outside the confines and restrictions of what is normal. We are the creators, the writers, the artists, and the insane. Welcome to our Weird Realities. Happy Weird Wednesday, guys. Hello. Hello. Alan Gamboa is with us, but he has fallen off the screen. He'll be back in a moment. <laughs> but this is Hadley. I'm here with Morgana, Rich, and Joe, and we've got a fun show for y'all tonight. We are going to be discussing the craziness of the CERN portals. <laughs> And all the weird stuff that has happened in the last couple of days since they rebooted CERN. So, for those of y'all who are not familiar with CERN, it stands for European Organization for Nuclear Research. I don't know how they came up with CERN. It's something to do with the French. <laughs> but there you go. Um, anyway, Alan's been drinking. Yeah, he's he's... I don't know what he's been drinking, but he didn't, he didn't drink. <laughs> the, CERN, the CERN portal, um, I, I don't know too much about it. Um, I, I do know from uh, one of the interviews we did with Dean M. Cole, he has this multiverse series out, and that is very detailed information about the CERN uh, system. You know, and they, it, it the machine is so powerful that it has... 15 miles of like cooling lines that are ready to spray whatever, you know, or I don't know if it's doing that or if it's just running through it like a radiator and cooling it. I don't know, but there's so much power in the Hadron Collider that it's just. I bet Rich knows. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. So. I bet Rich Ristucci knows. He's, he's a scientist. <laughs> I'm a scientist, so I know everything, right? You guys know what a, tor a toroid is? No. It's a donut shape. Uh, it's how you make a fusion reactor. And what you do is you basically speed stuff through it, and you have something called an axial magnetic no. field, which is a, a field around this donut. And uh, you can focus things, and you can get you can start a fusion reactor. We haven't figured out how to do cold yet, so it, uh, it's difficult. But the CERN thing is along the same lines. Um, um, I'm not going to believe that they opened a portal to another dimension as has been advertised. Uh, I want to see that before I believe it. I think it's a little ridiculous. Um, although the, the data suggests that it is possible. So, the data does suggest that it's possible, yep. and that surprised me when that came out. Yeah. I thought time everybody travel. Would, would shoot that out. Well, another dimension isn't only yeah. time travel. That's a, mm -hmm. that gets into the whole alternate world, and of course, yeah. and if there's if there's one, how many are there? You know. Well, if theoretically, um, if you can time travel, then you would have to have another dimension because you'd have different timelines. Right. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had taken quantum physics is all I've got to say as an adult things that I thought were useless when I was in college but now I think well should have learned more yeah. quantum physics yeah, that, that yeah. was my third PhD was quantum physics 
I, how I, many I, PhDs I, do you have? I don't have a PhD. I, that's, no, I'm just kidding. It was a joke. No, is, is that no the kind stolen of stuff, dollar. <laughs> is that the kind of stuff you work on, Rich, or are you more of a comic? <laughs> no, man, I draw lines. That's what I do for a living. Yeah? Okay. yeah, yeah. So, so, you blow stuff up. I'm a, I'm a draftsman not, not while. so I draw lines, too. I, uh, I integrate environmental samples yeah. to figure out fate and transport where they are and how they do and that kind of thing. And generally the, the stuff that we're looking for is pretty nasty. So uh, polychlorinated biphenyls, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, that kind of thing. Pesticides, all kinds of pesticides. And recently the the stuff that we do is uh, PFAS, perfluoral alkylated substances, but I don't really deal with that too much. That's sort of, well, it was an emerging contaminant. Now it's an emerged contaminant. And there you go. That's my whole, that's my work. That's what I do. Well, if, if I could, if I could give you some advice, you know, not maybe oh, please. You your, your job, but you know, I would use an HP lead and then a really good eraser. And I I just get will, rid of it. And I think that call. will help you, help you out. I am going to run this up the chain and see if they buy it. Hi, Laura. And uh, <laughs> if that's the case, we're going to make a really big goddamn eraser and just erase everything. Yeah, like every time you screw up, you can Starting. say, oh, I got, I got a Joe. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start with Washington. We're just going to erase that and oh, that move on from there. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of potential here. I'm liking what I'm hearing. I'm liking what I'm hearing. As long as you don't replace Washington with a Gilead, yeah. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something else. I don't think that's going to happen either. Yeah, no, I, uh, I actually had a, uh, one of my favorite aunts recently tell me that she uh deleted me on social media back several years ago and I'm like well I, I didn't notice so you know but um you know and, and we do have political differences but um she had made some comment and I'm like look I said you know before you just assume Hi, I said you know you should probably ask I said hey, personally I think we should get rid of all of them I mean yeah, left absolutely. right center just wipe them all out let's start over term limits Yes, there you go. Yeah. Beautiful. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. but like I said, you know, that, that the whole Gilead thing, every time I think of destroying DC, I think about that. <laughs> like, okay, so it could be a little worse. I think of idiocracy. I think of idiocracy yeah. a lot. <laughs> yes. No, yes. No, 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 they're, they're claiming they did open a portal to another dimension, which, yeah. which is a yes. great foundation for a quick, you know, standalone sci-fi novel oh, yeah. or series. But what does but, that mean? Well, now, when but, you say we opened a portal to another dimension, what does that mean? Well, and that's where that's where I was going with that. What what does that mean? And um, what aren't you telling why, us? Why why are they telling us? I mean, we uh, had aliens land here in the fifties, and they just released that information during yeah. COVID. You know, yeah. so why all of a sudden this happens one day and they're telling us the next? I don't know, you know. Well, Joe, so, I have got, I've got thoughts. I've got thoughts on this. You remember how, like, in 2017, there was this big talk by one of the, like, the, one of these leaders talking about aliens are real. They've had, they've been in contact with us. They've talked to all these world leaders. And then, like, two years later, we've got a space force. And then, you know, like a year after the Space Force starts, all these people start coming forward that are in the military with their their stuff. But nobody's talking about Space Force anymore. I think we should have a Space Force. I think we should. Rich is going Heather. Excuse me. I'm calling myself. No. 
No, you're you're not. I mean, everyone assumes that the space force is for aliens now after the release from Roswell. So what a lot of people don't understand is that if you put some kind of spinning mirror on the moon or on some kind of it, it would have to be probably a little further away from the moon. If you put something out there, you could you could vaporize pretty much anything with just reflections from the sun. I mean, if, if you can focus it and put it down, then you're good to go. Um, so, I mean, they could be researching yeah. things like that. I mean, that's not my field. I, I could right. be a little well, far no. off on and, that. And I agree. I think Satellite. I think it's necessary. Oh, I mean, they I made a mockery. Too, yeah. They made a mockery of it, but I believe it's necessary. Now, they oh, they they opened up this new telescope the other day, or the other week, or the other month, or whatever. And I saw a picture of it that was taken of space, the size of a dime. And this this telescope is so powerful that the amount the amount of galaxies and planets and solar systems in that dime size picture of space is intimidating it's overwhelming you know um granted everything's 300 million years away which is a number i really can't conceive of but to look out there and say oh there's no there's no other intelligent life out there it's just it's just it's ridiculous. arrogance yes, yes it is yeah the you know to look out there and say Oh yeah, absolutely. There's tons of it, but the it's going to take them two, three, four lifetimes to get here. That's believable, you know. Well, uh, yeah, but that that assumes that they're working with speeds that we understand. Right. If they're not, True. so. Or maybe they can open a portal to another yeah. plane. Full space. We'll just get right. You're absolutely absolutely right. Nothing. Hey, Tessie. Nothing is uh, nothing is impossible. I I totally agree, but it's um, there's so much out there. There's so so much well, out there that and to and know. to get on topic for tonight, you know, one of the things that, like I said, in 48 hours last week, we had a series of weird shit happen, yeah. and when I say this, I mean it. I mean, it was like a Tom Cruise movie, Mission Impossible, times something scott baker would watch we had the georgia godstones blow up we had yeah. the japanese prime former prime minister assassinated we which had i believe the, he was running again wasn't he was he, he? Was trying i think, to I think so i yeah. think i remember that we had the cern start back up at the portal to hell and we had um britain's Prime Minister stepped yep. down, and then didn't something happen with the banks in Canada? Uh, I haven't heard anything about the banks in Canada. The banks in Canada, like people can't get their money out of the bank. There's been problems. Well, and we also have we also me. have riots in the Netherlands right now. The farmers are rebelling against the the country. Uh, Lee Edwards was saying that the prime minister was on the campaign trail when he was killed. So yes, yeah, he was that's running. what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, there you're right. There have been a little, lot of crazy, crazy things. Well, but. for people like us, that's what I, I was sitting there. Um, for people who write, it's just like you just gave me. I can do so much with this. So I'm curious what you think. Um, are we seeing? more stuff happen and do you think it's going to lead to more creative 
thoughts or are people going to um what do you think i mean just let's just talk go <laughs> I, I think i think we're all doomed i think in the end we all die sorry it's life buddy you'll never get out alive that's right you know um yeah it's 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 crazy i mean you know, I mean, I was really impressed with what I saw in that telescope because that kind of thing fascinates me. All the bad in the world, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I tuned it out. You know, I'm just, you know, I I can't write those wrong. They're so far out of my reach. And, you know. Well, and I don't mean to be a, down, a Debbie Downer with a, you know, where do you think the world's going? I no, mean, more I, I like mean creative thought. Do you think that, I mean, we can't do, make this stuff up, but can we improve upon it? Do do I think that it, all of that is related to the portal to hell being opened? Uh, <laughs> do you? Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I believe that. I believe cosmically, and people look at me weird when I start talking this way. But I think cosmically, there are different periods in history where things have come to a head, you know, and whether that results in, say, another world war or the end or beginning of a famine or something like that. But it's like, it's never one example that creates something, you know, like uh, that, that execution of that Ferdinand, uh, they said was the start of what, World War One. World War One, yeah. yeah. Well, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. But there were other things around that, you know, that was just the, the first shot. And... Oh. Uh, you know, and that's and that's what I'm thinking. I don't think one event like opening the portal veil through CERN, which most people you ask them what CERN is, and they're like, I the don't French. Know. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> <The> French. <laughs> but you know, I remember twenty some odd years ago, this really cool girl I knew talking about writing a book where this pandemic comes through and throws off the whole world and it opens up other dimensions and 20 years later here we are was her name heather it was it, well yeah damn y'all it was is she still with us oh no <laughs> well and that brings up another question is when we go to the fact that there are no original ideas there's only different perspectives of people telling the same story over and over again. But have you noticed that, um, I mean, it's, I think there's like this collective out there and people who are creative tap into it. And that's when, um, you'll start seeing movies, um, like the matrix starts it the matrix came out around the same time that the lord of the rings movies came out and they're it's a very similar story if you take out the story and you just look at the highlights but um are people tapping into the same as joe's joe's word cosmic um foul what do you think I, I don't know i mean i guess there's something to be said for collective consciousness uh, I like to think that I'm the only one in my head, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if Wait. I've ever been in someone else's head. And if you've got a collective consciousness, I mean, that's the very definition of it. I, I just I think that there's uh, I mean, humanity, humans themselves have been around for 
I don't know, a few dozen thousand years. So really, at, at what point do we stop running out of ideas? Was that, you know, a thousand years ago or is it a thousand years from now? Um, there's something also to be said for, you, you know, all everything is this, based on the same theme and we only go, we only pull from that theme. But I don't know that that's true. I mean, I, I know there's at least two zombie writers here right now. Uh, I didn't invent it. Joe didn't invent it. But we've pulled our own we worlds it. from it. Yeah, damn right, Joe. <laughs> we, uh, we pulled hey, Mike, our Lewis. own world from it. So, hey, Mike. Mike. Well, Mike. I don't think there's people in your head, Rich. I think that when oh, we sleep... Oh, oh there, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we don't talk I, about I that names. out loud, Rich. Anytime, anytime, have you ever been sitting there watching, people watching, and you'll see someone walking along, you've never met them, but you can pretty much watch them step by step for 10, 15 feet and know that they're going to stop and pick up that paper or throw something in the trash, and you can just really predict their motions they're out of your view and i think in a way you're in someone's head there you know i mean we all have a brain we're all connected in some way shape or form but you know i mean so the fact that the world will come together in you know like air the arab spring you know some people disagree with it and some people don't but it all kind of came together and had there and it was all triggered by some people say Obama getting elected in office. I don't know. But it happened in a lot of places at the same time. So, you know, and things like that happen, you know. As much as we want to be individuals, we're all connected yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Cosmic dust. Cosmic dust. Cosmic dust. That's how everything started, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think they added a little, added a little water. Yeah. Shook it up. You no, know, we're all... Made well, just were were those sea those sea things sea things you buy in the back of comic books? What are those called? Yeah, sea monkeys. There's a lot to unpack yeah, in this comment. <laughs> we're all we're all sea monkeys who grew legs, you know. Oh. You see Audrey Blood's comment right there. There's a lot to unpack. I think the aliens yeah. are here. What do y'all think? I, I, think I don't know. I, I think that it's like uh, when you go through a bad neighborhood and you roll up your windows and lock your doors. I think that's what they do when they go past this planet. <laughs> I mean, well, I, 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 think, don't, I think humanity is clearly not ready to take whatever next step we need. I mean, for Christ's sake, we can't even agree on gender in, in, in the country. I so, think, I mean, I, seriously, I, I mean, we can't. I think, they would, I think they would see a lot of toxic personalities here yeah. on the planet. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and of think, course. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah, it'd be, uh, uh, it'd be pretty crazy. Racism. Uh, I mean, how I, ridiculous is racism? Uh, uh, I think I think good or evil absurd. is I think that an alien's definition of good and evil is probably vastly different than the majority of the people here. So yeah. that's a relative. It would, it's really just dependent up, upon what they think. Um, of course. So are they are they good and evil? Now? Might not play into it either. Yeah. For an are alien they race. Here, are they here now? I don't know, but I do feel they've been here. Obviously. They they say they've uh, found bodies, didn't they? Of aliens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, part of another theory is that anything that we would consider aliens was, in fact, from another dimension. They weren't from space; they were from here, but just uh, another dimension. Um, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it is what it is, I suppose. But uh, 
I'm well, having a hard time buying the, the other dimension. I've, I've wondered if what we have thought of as aliens are actually our people from the future that are time traveling. I mean, that that's same thing. Well, if Either you way. think about it, you know, our heads are getting bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. P- people are obsessed with being, you know, super, super, super skinny. So, you know, and we're going towards being a genderless species. So, I guess so. I don't know. It's, again, y'all have to, my imagination. There will, there will be it. those factions. There will well, be no, but I'm saying, I mean, if, if that, that, way, if that but... is the alien you ran into in his little spacesuit with his big head, and it's just, you know, what we've evolved into. Because what was it, I want to say Elon Musk had said something about within a couple of years, we're no longer going to be using our mouths. We're going to be using some type of device that translates our brain waves. So... Our bowels will, will be getting smaller. It won't, our eyes it won't will be matter. Bigger. It won't matter because according to AOC, we'll be dead in twelve years. So, yeah. cow farts. <laughs> Landa. <laughs> Damn cow farts! I think we got to eat them. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I helped tonight, actually. So, <laughs> little McCormick seasoning on the grill, yeah. I helped eliminate the cow farts. Yeah, good for you. You did your part. Did your part. You can you can drive yeah. a gas vehicle for two days. Yeah, for right. <laughs> Eat a steak tip, and I get a hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, steak tip is a hundred miles of drive time. <laughs> well, oh, I, I want to know what yeah. pork gets you because you know I didn't have beef tonight. <laughs> well, pork will get you tricking noses. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm thawing a pork loin right now. For yeah. Yeah. I don't even is is trichinosis even a disease anymore? I don't think anybody gets it anymore. I mean, I'm you sure can, as you I say suppose. it, we're going to hear about somebody getting it. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. It'll be an outbreak next week. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. My wife says you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you can still get it. Yeah. Well, it was it was something that was. You know, we used to, we're having worked in a lot of restaurants, we used to save our extra food and send it out to the pig barns. And we thought they were just taking these vats of rotted food and dumping them in the trough. And, you know, the guy told us that's that's what caused trichinosis was feeding them rotten, rotten food. Because a pig will eat it whether it's rotten or not. Um, so they take it and they actually cook it and keep it at like, 180 degrees for for a day and a half before they and cook it down into a meal. But and then, uh, I got questions. <laughs> <laughs> what about the body parts? What about you know? Didn't y'all see? Um, well, read. Um, was it Thomas Harris's Hannibal, where he fed the pigs, the people? Well, there was that, and then there was the uh, Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. Yeah, this, the show Deadwood as well. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, um, woo. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they get those body parts while they were fresh, though? I mean, fresh meat has a higher vitamin C content. Mike so Lewis. Good for them. I is tried. trichinosis just a parasite? I thought so. Is it so. just a parasite so. you get from undercooked meat? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I got like it. I, I was, saying we need to I go was, I've always been told it was from 
from uh, old old pigs back in the day when they didn't give them clean feeds. I think you can get it from that. any type of meat that you don't cook right. I'll have to look it up. It's almost like salmonella. I know salmonella is a bacteria, and I thought trichinosis was some kind of parasite that you got. Where, where is Tony? I thought it came only from pork, but I've been wrong before. I'll, right. I'll try. I'll, I'll do. I'm googling this right now. And I'm find out when that was. Everybody's got their phone. Trichinosis. It is a microscopic parasite. Oh, and Big Brother's listening because it pulled right up on my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raw or undercooked meat from animals infected with the parasite. Often these infected meats come from wild games such as bear or pork products. Oh, okay. Huh. Hey, Which is I'm why we cook girl. pork well done. Yeah. <laughs> well, I eat pork I, pink. I always have. Yeah. I, I do a rare. little bit. No, 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 no. It's got to be done, but it doesn't have to be dry anymore like it no. used to no. be. No. <laughs> so, if you yeah. came to a crossroad and there was a Bigfoot on one side and a UFO with its door open on the other, what way would you go? In you reverse? grab Bigfoot and you go in the UFO. You, you hang out with Bigfoot on a UFO. Who has done that? You I know, win. I'm I'm a busy I'm a busy guy, so I'd probably just keep walking down the road because I gotta get some. Nah, no, no, no. You know, I don't walk very foot. fast anymore. So me and Sasquatch. Like, yeah, we know about. Yeah, your I've never moment. heard of Sasquatch intimate moments or anything. So <laughs> I gotta call Logan Kraft though. I gotta get him with me if we're, if yep, we're getting, yep. grabbing Bigfoot and getting on the UFO. <laughs> I would like to find out when he's on one of those hunts where he goes. Because I'd love to put a Bigfoot costume on and come into his camp. He would shoot you, Joe. Yeah. He would shoot you. He's so full of holes, Joe. He is Arkansas's most wanted for a reason. <laughs> That's how people get killed in the oh. South. <laughs> Logan's from Texas. He doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, don't ever show up at Cecil from where in the folks' house without announcing either because it's the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. So... He's but, a character. Mm -hmm. Cold fusion and circles. I like Randa's comment. I'm not going with Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Primal Rage. Wait, I think that, I probably have, but was Primal Rage the one with the Bigfoots with or oh, the Sasquatches with the bows? I don't, I don't remember. Bows. I saw something like yes. Yeah, I saw some movie oh. where these Sasquatches <laughs> were killing people with bows. Tony's like not equipped Tony. with the Slim Jim, so he's going um, on the road with the UFO. Because <laughs> I was fixing to say, my biggest, you know, uh, interaction with Bigfoot would have to be Slim Jim commercials. So. Yeah, you guys can go ahead with the UFO and fly away, and I'll, I'll just stay down here on this disc we call Earth and yeah, try not to fall off the edge. Spinning quarter, we call it. I'm sorry. If I saw a Bigfoot, I'm probably going to keep going. <laughs> I, I kind of want to hang out and have a couple of beers with Bigfoot. I, I, well, I must admit. I also want to have a couple of beers with the aliens, so I'm really torn. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, you got to grab Bigfoot and a 12-pack and head right on the right Well, on a the lot UFO. of people think that Bigfoot's with the aliens, so it really just depends on what camp you're with. Then I win twice. Double. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would probably tell the aliens to wait, because that way you could tell Bigfoot when he tries to eat, you could just say, hey, wait a minute, I got an appointment here. I'm just here to say, hey, you know, and then I got to get to my other appointment. You know, Bigfoot should be understanding about something like that, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think Bigfoot might be vegan. 
I think he's um, I think he's the kind of guy that uh, that really enjoys the lettuce. You're so wrong. She just, she just had a dish of I listen cream. to Sasquatch Chronicles every Sunday night. Yeah. And those are some good stories. If y'all ever want to listen to something just a little bit different. Um, and yes, Bigfoot, he likes to eat canines. So me and Big Bradley will not be stopping for Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so, so go ahead. It's we, we totally went down that rabbit hole. Oh, no, we did. <laughs> but you know what you were asking earlier about whether or not you know uh, the events, you know, give give people you know a start for you know creative outlets or whatever. I think in a lot of cases it can, you know, uh, you know. But I think a lot of it too is going to be whatever kind of. Um, genre that you're you know more interested in because you know the thing with uh abe you know that's going to be to me a total you know government conspiracy type thing or you know uh like a uh harrison ford uh ryan what, what was that set of books jake ryan yes 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 jack jack, jack, ryan. jack, jack, ryan. Ryan. jack ryan yeah you know that would be perfect for somebody who writes in that particular yeah. genre you know to start well, there's a lot that you can find from the news i mean I think of Margaret Atwood a lot lately um, with The Handmaid's Tale, and that's just very disturbing. But I can see totally. Are you, watch, are you watching it or have you read it? I have I read it years ago, and I've watched the series. Because um, the series doesn't sound like the, like the actual story. No, it's, it's I think, much better, but I um, yeah, you think the it, series it, is better? Yeah, it's a lot more modernized and and fitting in with today's you know events okay. and everything. Yeah, but you know, the original is great for the time. Yeah, I read yeah. it in the eighties, and I think she wrote it in the late sixties or seventies, didn't she? Yeah. No, it was like eighty two when she wrote yeah, it. Yeah, eighties. Yeah, you know, she's. I'm from Minnesota, so she is constantly on NPR here uh, in Minnesota. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I bet she's got a lot to 80s. say. It was a great story. I loved it. Um, but there is a lot of dystopian. If you, if someone wanted to write a dystopian um, book right now, there's so much fodder for that. You know, just yeah. pick a day. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's you know, I mean, dystopian can go in so many dis directions too. Mm -hmm. Like a, a Clockwork Orange would have been a dystopian. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, there's, I kind of like the dystopian that doesn't really focus on the horror aspect and more yeah, focuses that's good. on the, on the Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had, uh, you know, a cure for any dystopia, but some asshole just blew it up. Uh, <laughs> so what, who do you guys oh, think the blew guy, up the this, guy uh, Who blew it up? Joe, where were you? <laughs> uh, I was at work, like always, uh -huh. you know, and I'm crippled and walking with a cane nowadays, so I couldn't run fast enough to get away from the explosion. Um, I don't know, and I don't know why they would blow it up, because it's really just somebody's opinion. Yeah, you know? It's been there forever, and it was you such know, a neat mystery. As far as the survival of the human race, that's, I think, the way that is laid out is a simple math calculation by the you know the the amount of square feet of earth we have 
versus how much humans consume and what we need to do to survive. You know, to so it's it's just somebody's math problem and people took it out of line and you know, I bet it's some Christian group because those damn Christians, you can't yeah. you guys. Yeah. I mean, they were they were talking. Well, they were talking about you know it being satanic, and uh, I've I've read what was on it, and it didn't seem no, satanic it didn't to seem me. satanic to mm, no. Well, I know uh, I've read what was on it. I didn't think it was evil. No, but uh, there was actually a candidate running in Georgia that that was one of her biggest things on her uh, agenda. If she got elected, was getting rid of the Godstones. You know, I mean, it's like, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> what was the rationale behind that, Morgana? I, well, I, I, well I for her, it was that it was satanic. Where was she last weekend? Yeah, right. right? That's, yeah. that's this whole restriction of free speech that we're going through right now. It's like, when did we all of a sudden become afraid of words and other people's opinions? You know, if you don't, if you don't have the wherewithal to form your own opinion about every issue out there, you know, I mean, I mean, they're trying to stifle free speech everywhere, and that's all those stones were was an example of free speech. Yep. You know. Yep. So I, you know, I have a problem with that. I had a problem with them destroying all the statues. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, too. sure they could move them, but to just destroy them because you don't like them or don't approve of them—that's somebody else's history you're destroying. Yeah. You know. Well, they so, don't like the history, and, and honestly, I understand it. I, I get why. Well, of course, I, I, yeah. I understand why they did it, but well, no, knowing why they did it and thinking that it's okay are two totally different things. I, I, agree. I, I am not understand. I understand the propaganda of the statues. I, I get. I'm a student of history. I live in the South. I understand all of it, but when you start erasing history, is when you're destined to repeat it. Yeah. And that's what's really scary. I agree. Right. Well, I know, uh, you know, because we've had the flag debate down here forever, you know, and um, we actually have uh, the Jefferson Davis home down here. And I mean, it's a museum. It's been a museum for years. And the guy that uh, was running it at the time, and he goes, well, I'm never taking down my Confederate flag. And I'm like, why would you? You know, you're a museum that's based on Confederate history. You know, it would have nothing to do with you doing that. Of all places that it's safe to fly. Right, exactly. You know, so so that was my thing, you know. Okay, so move them there or move them to the cemetery up in Vicksburg, you know, because they've got that big battleground cemetery and everything up there. Because so there are places you could put things without destroying them. Right. You know, and, you know, and I want to say this. Go ahead. That for a flag to represent all the people in a state it needs to be something that all people feel proud of mm -hmm. and that the flag that we had was not it did not um there were people who looked at it and they felt terror because of something that happened to them you know as a child and that that was why it needed to change but again don't erase history right we're, we're not trying that to was, forget that was, where that we're was in. That was a Virginia battle flag, actually, not Mississippi. But but in Minnesota, we have a bunch of lakes that were named after, like, gangsters, like like Calhoun and a tower that was named Fauchet. And, and they got the great idea to go around and rename these lakes after uh, Native Americans let them rename the lakes. And 
So instead of coming up on Lake Calhoun, where everybody went to the, the beach at Calhoun and, you know, played volleyball at Calhoun, now now they played volleyball at Oganeshmishi. And I, I can't even remember the rest of it. Well, that lasted about two years, and everybody realized that people are going to call it Calhoun. You know, it's just the word. The word was too hard, so they changed it back. And it's like, okay, everybody's pushing you to accept absolutely everything the way it should be in an idealistic world. Well, you know, we don't live in an idealistic world. Things happen in a certain way to get us to the point we're at. And I understand you don't like them. But I had nothing to do with it. Just, you know, let it be. Move on in your life. But you have to go to work. <laughs> Sorry, I get a little right. <laughs> I get a I get a little narrow-minded about things like this, you know. Well, I mean, I understand it because right now it's really cool to go against anything that is American ethnocentrism, um, and and I just disagree. Uh, I think certain things should be left alone. I, I get why the Confederate flag. I, I, under, I absolutely understand that it represents a period in history that was not good for a, a large amount of the population. Um, if there was a split there, and and it, honestly, it was a good split. It was a split that needed to happen. We had a war. It sucked. I mean, it is what it is. And But the things that came out of the war were good. Um, that said, I think things like the confederate flag and the statues we were referring to before are history and as hadley said when you screw with history you are doomed to repeat it and, and erasing things that people should know about is a bad plan i mean if there's a statue of hitler you don't tear it down you say that is a statue of the biggest asshole of our time and and you, you, you know you tell your kid that's standing with you tell him why it, why there's a statue there and what this man did to to you know a million people or six million people or and, and to me destroying that and, and taking you know hitler's name out of the equation is, is just a bad idea and that doesn't make me a nazi i think the nazis are evil they, they, they always were but we should know what they did yes yeah well it's like um I'm sorry. It just flew. It flew right away. <laughs> I saw it. It was. It was listening to Rich talk and trying to be respectful and not talk. And well, then, I, I I agree with you, Ashley. Whatever it was you were going to say, I well, totally thank you. agree. Yeah, for sure. Was, right. Absolutely point, right. You know. Oh, I know what it was. It came back. <laughs> Circle right back. Do you remember it was like I guess probably about twenty years ago now when the Taliban was destroying all the um I think it was like Sumerian statues yeah, and stuff. Of in um, Iraq and Afghanistan and the relic. What Iran. a tragedy! What yeah. a tragedy! And 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 the same people who were up in arms about that twenty years ago now are ripping stuff down. Yeah, yeah. and that's what ca causes me concern. Is we see other people do it and we can we'll cast the first stone, but you know, oh, but wait, ten years later, this is more popular, and I'm going to get more votes for this, but. Yeah, you know, you can't base anything on what politicians say during campaign time. That's, or any you know, other time. You know, that's like the old joke of the guy who, you know, he 
goes to hell and and uh you know he goes down there and there's you know women in bikinis and they're all looking at him and smiling and laughing and he goes and plays a round of golf and it's the best round of golf he's ever had and and uh then he had his no jody gave me those to do this sorry but then he uh has the best steak he ever has and you know meets up with a girl that he he takes back and everything is wonderful and health sounded next, pretty good the next Joe. day the next day he goes up to heaven and everything's everybody's sitting around kind of peaceful he's wondering if everybody's smoking dope because they're not doing anything they're just kind of hanging Who's out smoking dope? And, yeah. <laughs> so anyways he just says so when he dies the next day the third day he dies and he says well you know he goes i'm gonna go with the choice a and they said fair enough so they send him to hell and he's thinking you know this was great all those women all that booze this is gonna be awesome and he gets down to this fiery pit and they beat him and throw him in chains and throw him in the slave lines and make him do all this work and and he says well this isn't what you guys told me it was and he says well we were campaigning <laughs> There you go. There and you that's go. and that's there's no truer joke than that because they don't even know what they're promising. Well, I, want, <laughs> guy, I want to address this important coming, question. A guy from becoming chat. president for the first time makes all these promises and he doesn't even understand the the type of power he has and whether he can even adhere to those promises. So Audrey Blood has asked, who do you think is smarter, <laughs> humans, dogs, or cats? The obvious answer, of course, is cats. Mm -hmm. We clean their poop. We feed them. They tolerate us. Um, so, yes, I agree. Of course, and you we know could not feed them and lock them in a cage, and they'd be dead. So, there's something to say about not, that. Not, not a cat person, I take it. Oh, no, I love cats. <laughs> I love cats. I love dogs. I love all animals. But I'm just mm -hmm. saying... Uh, I don't know. I think people are smarter. I do. We have larger brains. Um, now, if you want to talk about more manipulative, then I would have to go with a cat, depending on you know who you look at, because Over there's people woman? in Washington that are pretty manipulative. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> so, eh, I don't know. I, I tend to think people are the smartest. I'm battling. I'm battling cats, and have been for the last few years. Uh, yeah, I've had yeah. cats. I, uh, we've had cats. We don't have them anymore. And my wife was attacked by a feral cat. Uh, That's and, terrible. And had uh, had to have surgery on her wrist for an abscess. You know, and doctor bill totaled over $40,000. We have to watch our bird feeders out here because we have feral cats coming in trying to feed off them. So Your you dog know, need to cats, get a race. Cats. <laughs> Cats uh, cats survive because I'm not allowed to shoot them in town. <laughs> I like cats. I'd never have them again. But, uh, you know, I mean, stay out of my yard. Get off my lawn. Cats are like roommates. Dogs I'm are like. looking for my cat. <laughs> hey, I'm currently sleeping with a cat, two kittens, and two beagles every night. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm currently catless, but I'm a firm believer that when the the right cat will find me, yeah. so 
Well, and I'm kidding about shooting them. The most I do is use a little marble and a slingshot to scare them away. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, they, they, I mean, we have too many feral cats, and we have too many people in the neighborhood feeding them. And all yeah. that does is attract more. Those are the people you need to get rid of. Yes. We even had one guy that went out and live trapped. Well, I suppose he did 12 of them and brought them in and had them picked. And then brought them back and let them loose. I said, geez, you had them out of here. <laughs> but you know that's the thing my husband and i have done the same thing we've taken in feral ones and gotten them fixed and brought them back because you know i mean i i'll feed them i just don't want them propagating and then somebody inevitably in the neighborhood is going to end up buying one and not getting it fixed and you know a year later here are all these cats again yeah and it's insane. You know, it should be like at birth, you should have to be required to have them fixed, you know. Yeah. Well, responsible pet ownership is important. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but speaking yeah. of, somebody's got to go get fixed in the next week or two. Uh huh. Oh, I'm having a hell of a time with my, uh, with my, my new dog. Freya. I'm, too, I'm too old. I wouldn't do any good. <laughs> How is Freya? She's good, but uh, around here to get her fixed, it's like 800 bucks. Man, oh, I, wow. I don't have 800 bucks to throw away. There's something called the Spay Wagon, which uh, they drive so to certain much? towns. I, I have no idea. They'll Do you have a, a veterinary college? What's that? A veterinary, a veterinary college? college? Yeah, there's Tufts, a pretty good one in Boston, but I'm you know, 40 miles away from there. 40 so, miles, $800. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> Then again, so it might cost that to that. drive to Boston. Right. Exactly. So, well, there's something called the Spay Wagon. Like I said, they drive to different towns, and they'll do it for between 250 and 300. But you got to just get lucky, and it's when they're here, and they're booked out through August. So she's gonna have to wait a month because I ain't paying 800 bucks. Yeah, we have a new place down here. They've only been open about a year, and the whole purpose of them opening was to try to knock down some of the feral animal population and they will actually spay and neuter for $45 for pets and for 35 for uh, strays. And, you know, on the strays, they also go ahead and give them their rabies and they tip their ear and everything, you know, so if somebody does find them, they know that they're fixed. So uh, these, uh, I actually just got rid of the two kittens today and I told her, I'm look, I've already put the down payment and I've got the appointment made, I will pay for them as long as you get them fixed, you know, and everything. Because like I said, you know, for $45, you just about can't beat that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, no, that's, yeah. can't yeah. touch it. Yeah. No, exactly. But we have a very bad um, unneutered, unspayed mm -hmm. population in Mississippi. Because yes, I don't know if y'all know this, people. but a, a lot of um, our strays are shipped north because y'all don't have the yeah, problem. I, I got one. <laughs> yeah, I got one. I got, dog my dog is a Texas dog. My dog, Delta, is a Kentucky dog. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, they definitely uh, have a problem with it down here. And like I said, people too, you know, people oh, yeah. should be fixed after a certain amount oh, yeah. of time. But, um, but like I said, you know, I, I mean, if, if it's, you know, gets a good home for them, I'll finish paying for it. Because like I said, you know, I, I just don't want them, you know, just throwing them out in their yard and, hey. Yeah, nobody kittens. wants to see an animal treated cruelly. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. Right. I mean, I felt terrible the, the day I had to shoot the cat that attacked Jill. Um, but I had to. 
Did it have rabies or was just no? Well, we had to send it in. You got to send in the brain. Yeah. You know. I've watched a video. I think I probably shared it with y'all about the the guy that was swimming and the rabid beaver attacked him. It's not funny, but I mean, but it was. It was terrible because I mean, he was like, "It's just act that beaver's just acting weird." (laughs) It jumped on his back. Not funny. But, no, oh, not if it's oh. <laughs> Well, he was saying it wasn't, but he finally somebody told him you need to shoot that beaver, and yeah. and he and it was rabid. Yeah. But um, so you remember you uh, our friend Ray back? It's been probably 10, 12 years ago now. Found a bat in her yard, and uh, it had been injured. So she collects it and you know cleans it oh, up no, and no, no. takes it to the vet, and the vet's like, "Okay, that was great of you, but." <laughs> you know, okay, we're either going to have to kill the bat to find out if it has rabies or you're going to have to go through the shots in case it does have rabies. And, you know, Did it bite her? Did no, it bite well, no, but it she was, touched it. It was bloody. I mean, it had blood from the injury and she couldn't, she didn't know for sure if it had touched her or not. So, so, so side note, boys and girls, don't <laughs> pick up bloody bats. Right, right. Yeah. And she, she ended up going through the shots. And I didn't realize, because I know when I was a kid growing up, that was always a big thing. You don't want to get rabies because you have to get 21 shots in the stomach and, you know, all this craziness. And I think she ended up having to get three or four shots over the course of a couple I of got, weeks. I got a rabies series and it was three shots and they were in my hip. It yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was a good... So it was my sophomore year of college. So it was a long goddamn time ago. Um, <laughs> I got scratched by a raccoon and uh-huh. we couldn't catch the raccoon. So what were you doing it, with the trash panda, Rich? Uh, so I was, I had a, a, an old Buick Regal and I was commuting to college and I had to, I was poor. And so the trunk wouldn't close and I wired it closed with a coat hanger. And I'm driving to work one day and I stop at a stop sign and the trunk opens. I'm like, oh, all right. I get out, go shut the trunk, trunk, and there's a raccoon in the trunk, and he runs out and he scratches me on the hand. It was a good scratch too. And I was like, "Well," so I went to the doctor. I was thinking, "Well, rabies, nah." And the doctor said, "You, you need shots." And I had, had to go to another doctor, and they gave me shots. They were in my hip, not in my stomach. Well, yeah. you should have. You should not have opened the door to his whole house. His house was in my car. Little bastard needs to pay rent. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly hey guys, right. Hey, guys, I got to sign off here. I got to. Uh, right. Well, before right, you go, Joe, what you got going on with lowballing? Um, it's kind of on hiatus uh, for at least another few weeks. I'm building a shop in my backyard, and, All right. and uh, I, that's taking precedence. And plus, my sister's up from Naples. So okay. about three weeks, I'll, I'll set something up and get that going again. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Have a good All one. Right. All right. Good night, Joe. See you, buddy. See ya. Rich, you want to tell everybody what's going on with Watching Weird tomorrow night? Yeah. So tomorrow night we have um, Evil Children. Uh, Tomorrow night's Watching Weird is going to take place. It starts at 10 Eastern. And we have Orphan, which was 2009, maybe? 2000. I can't remember. Orphan. Um, Brightburn, which is sort of a an evil Superman type of thing. And he's a kid. We have the omen, which everybody knows what the omen is. And then we have, well, if you don't know what the, if you don't know what the omen is, he's sort of the son of Satan. He's the antichrist. And then we have children of the corn, which is an old Stephen King story that came out in the eighties. Maybe. Yes. Yes. 
Yep. yep. So that should be interesting. Join us tomorrow. Uh, be we fun. start live stream at 10 Eastern. So be sure to join us. Morgana, are you going to tell us about what's happening with Weird Awakenings? Uh, yes. So uh, we're back on this week after a little break. Uh, we are doing um, our second part of Lost Civilizations. Uh, before it was on Atlantis. This time we're doing it on Lemuria and Mew. And that's this Friday at uh, 8 uh, Eastern. And that is with our partners in crime from We're in the Folk podcast, mm -hmm. Tully and Cecil. And we also have the wonderful and amazing cryptid researcher, Stephen Hill, who joins us on the regular. So y'all be sure and tune in for that, too. That's on Friday night at 8 Eastern. Yes, 8 Eastern. That is correct. That's a great show. Well, thank you. You're we welcome. Like it. A lot yeah, of fun. I've been on there a couple of times, and I had a lot of fun. You guys are yes. awesome. Yeah, you're you're always, always welcome. welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've got our weird mysteries, murder, and mayhem. We've kind of been um, offline for a little bit. We're going to be getting some episodes together and dropping those sometime soon. So be on the lookout for that. And before we go, I've got um, an update from our friends and partners over at horror writers inc you don't want to miss the horror writers inc facebook community where all the weird kids are you can see joe hansen alan gamboa scott rich and myself were featured writers there alongside great names like sean chesser jonathan mayberry jay bauer jamie hernandez stephen kenny jb haven sylvester barzi bethany stutzman stephen landry stephen van patten Theo Hodges, Brian Ray, and more. Um, our updates currently are D.A. Roberts has just dropped book five in the Apex Predator series, so be on the lookout for that new release. Um, D.W. Hits, um, his Fed O.R. Press has recently released an anthology of 80s slashers that's getting prepared. Um, there's 20 amazing um, authors participating in that. And um, S.M. Little has recently released Gold Blood, and that is book four in the Changed series. So be on the lookout for that. And in case I forgot to mention, Mike Evans' Zombie on the Block series is on special this month throughout the month of July. He is putting um, one book in the series, there are four, up for 99 cents with the corresponding week. So be sure to check out Mike's special. And I've got special news for y'all. This weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you can get my book, Tapestry of Worlds, The White Raven Awakens, for free. It will be, um, the ebook is free. I'm doing a special. So, other than that, that's all with the Horror Writers, Inc. Y'all got anything you want to add? No, thanks for being here. I will say that I haven't read... Um... Mike Evans' new series, but I did read his Orphan series. It was one. It was I think it was the second zombie series that I had read, and it was outstanding. It was fantastic. That's good to know. I haven't read any of Mike's books. Oh, Mike's he's got some skills. He's great. Cool, awesome. I'm pawing through Joe uh, Joe Hansen's stuff right now. It's pretty good. Uh, and you're up next, Hadley. I have both of your books sitting upstairs on my nightstand. I look at them every night. Uh, and I, I, I also, I would like to pimp, uh, there's another guy named David Muga, uh, Muga, maybe he's got, um, fantastic guy. 
he's got a series called The Radius, and he's book three just came out. He sent it to me. I had no idea it was coming. I just went out and I was like, what's this? And I opened it. It was and it was him. It was a signed book from Dave. And he's a great guy. And that kind of pertains to what we were talking about earlier. Um, I won't wreck it for anybody, but he, it, it's a blue hole instead of a black hole. And what happens is uh, the people that get caught inside this blue hole, they ex- time stops for them. But like 3,000 years passes for everyone else or 70. I can't remember how many t- how much time, but everything's gone. So for on outside of this radius, really great story, genius idea. That we need to talk really with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dave's he's a great guy too. And Rich, you need to hook smile. us up with some people to come on and like join our weird awakenings um, conversations. Sometimes I will talk with David. You know who else is is pretty fantastic is Sean Chesser. Great mind on the guy. I've talked to him a few times. A great guy. He's David very Simpson, nice. Nice guy. Yeah, they're all good guys. Yeah. Jamie. Jamie Hernandez wrote herself a hell of a series. It's good stuff. Yeah, we know Jamie. She's part of our, yeah, right. our extended family here. Yep. 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 Look, I will never get through all the books I currently have either <laughs> downloaded or bookmarked for reading and listening. I, I want to get a, a like hard, like, physical copy of everybody's book that's on weird realities mm-hmm. so i can like have a little treasure trove all myself and say these are my people and and have them all and then i like look at how many books scott baker has written and i'm like that man's gonna break my bank that's what i do i i don't i don't really buy kindle stuff anymore i just get hard covers i have all, every yeah. book i mentioned is all, they're all they're all paper copies See, I do both. I, I, I download them to Kindle or Audible to read or listen, and then I buy it to put on my bookshelf. So when the grid goes down, I will always have reading material. I've got my Foxfire books and hardback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for this week's Weird Win today. We will be back same time, same place next week. We hope Mr. Ristucci will join us because it is always a pleasure to see his face more than once a week. You're my very yes. best. <laughs> yes, it is. And that's going to do it. Again, we'll see you tomorrow night for Watching Weird and be sure to check out those movies so you can chat with us about them. And that's it. We'll talk to you soon. So have a good night. Bye, Thanks everybody. for coming. <laughs>